The ancient promise of Isaiah is fulfilled in the gospel. And so John came baptizing, preaching, prepare the way for the Lord, repent, believe the good news. Some people were excited because it was obvious God was visibly at work. Some other people were not so excited, and many of them were religious leaders. Because John preached repentance. John confronted people with their sins. Many of the people who knew that they were sinners welcomed that. They welcomed an invitation to repent and to receive God's mercy. But other people, and mostly the religious elite, did not see themselves as sinners. Because for them, sin was just the big bad things. And since they didn't do any of that, at least outwardly, a call to repent was an affront. But the heart of the matter was really this. They did not want God to interrupt their little world. Because through John, God was offering the next big step toward peace for the entire world, but the people in control did not want it if it meant giving up their control. And even down to today, people are willing to be religious as long as they can choose what it means. Some people make great claims of spirituality but will not give Jesus Christ his exclusive place. There are people who say that they're Christians, but they want to reserve the right to make their own choices about all the hot issues that are out there in the world today, many of which the church has spoken conclusively. Things like abortion and sexual purity before marriage and homosexual practice. There are others claiming to be Christian, but they support political agendas that protect extravagant living at the expense of the world's poor. And then even more claim to be Christians, but they live with unforgiveness and disdain toward other people. It's okay to name sin as sin, but you know, any of us are capable of looking around and finding someone else that we think needs to be judged. And if we're honest, we do that all too often. But what God was saying through John, and continues to say all the way down to today, every one of us have sins. And repentance should be part of our regular spiritual life. The call to repent of our sins and believe the good news was the message of Isaiah, it was the message of John, and it has been the message of the church ever since. And so as we go into this Advent season preparing for the true meaning of Christmas, it's right for us to be in repentance mode (coughs) to be confessing our sins, affirming our belief that the only way to salvation is through the forgiveness that God gives us in Jesus Christ. 
So we never grow beyond the place of repentance. I think one of the biggest obstacles to Christian unity today is a failure to repent. In the second reading, St. Paul calls the Christian community to a spirit of unity among yourselves as you follow Christ Jesus. And you know, hardly anything gives greater testimony to following Jesus than being a person who is willing to say to another, I'm sorry, I was wrong, will you forgive me? That is repentance. And the Christian community needs to model more of that before a watching world. But it's so deep in human nature to balk at that. We want to say, you don't know what he did to me. And yet Paul reminds the Christian community, accept one another just as Christ accepted you. Christmas is the celebration of the birth of our Savior, the one who became a servant so that we are able to glorify God's mercy. You know, the only claim that we have to salvation is God's mercy. And the only way to allow mercy to do its work in us is through repentance. That's the gospel. And because the gospel is real and true, there is an effect. John said that, there, that a fire was coming and that it's going to be unleashed to destroy all evil. Now, in a Christian's life, that fire is burning love. God's love is so intense that it consumes sin. And we are invited to enter into the love of God with such abandon that all of our sin is just burned up. And that actually happens in the process of repentance and forgiveness. But there's another side. For those who will not repent, for those who want to hold on to their sins, both Isaiah and John give words With the breath of his lips, he will slay the wicked. He will clear his threshing floor, gathering the wheat into his barn, but burning the chaff with unquenchable fire. Because when God's burning love is rejected, it turns into fiery judgment. The readings today promise that the true and full peace of God is going to come into our world. It will happen when God's burning love destroys everything that is evil. It's only then that the peace that is promised will be so great that even among the animal kingdom, they will neither harm nor destroy on all my holy mountain. As Christians, we long for that. It's nice to think of that kingdom where the wolf and the lamb and the bear and the cow and the poisonous snake and the child all get along together. But right now, there's another problem. It's easy to worry about animals and world peace and not be willing to let that peace start in us, with our families, with our neighbors, with our co-workers. 
The old spiritual says, not my brother, not my sister, but it's me, O Lord, standing in the need of prayer. And so Advent is a time for us, each one of us, to face our own sins. The message of the baptizer comes down all the way today. Prepare the way for the Lord. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And so let's prepare the way for the Lord in our own hearts.